Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Thank you so much for staying with us. So um, you may be aware that this is a disability month um, and a lot is happening in that space at the moment. We've had really interesting conversations with people in um, who are assisting people um, who are disabled. And I thought this particular story is really quite encouraging. Anton Russell is a strategic head and SME mentor support at Fedola Business Growth Professionals. They obviously incubate a lot of SME. SMEs, but what is really interesting for us is their their attention that they've had also on people who are disabled and how they've really gone out of their way to incubate them with amazing programs and assist them in their business journey. Anton joins us now on the line. Thank you so much for joining us, Anton. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much. I'm very glad to be here. You know, it, it's tough as a, a small business owner in this country anyway. Just give us a sense of how much more difficult it is for entrepreneurs who are disabled in this country. Yeah, that's that's a good uh, good place to start. I think, as you said, it is very tough to be an entrepreneur in South Africa. Full stop. Um, you know, high barriers to entry, uh, quite expensive costs in setting up a business. Um, you know, things like being far from the rest of the world means that. Uh, you know, our freight costs are expensive from an export perspective. So there's a lot of things stacked against entrepreneurs in South Africa, full stop. And then if you add into that mix, you know, a person who's living with a disability, it becomes an almost insurmountable challenge. And I say almost mm. because we are seeing some incredible results from entrepreneurs living with a disability in some of our programs. Um, I would say some of the biggest barriers to entry would be simple things that you or I take for granted, like transport. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm an entrepreneur living with a disability, just getting around to meetings mm. is a real challenge. Mm. If I don't have my own vehicle, if I've got to use public transport, mm. I'm in a wheelchair perhaps, mm. or I'm visually in bed, mm. you know, just that alone already is a huge barrier. And I think one of the biggest challenges that an entrepreneur who has a disability will face is the stigma. Mm-hmm. You know, we tend to, as evolved as we are, and it's 2020 and all the rest of it, we still tend to treat people living with disability differently and uh, sometimes in a condescending fashion and not take them as seriously as we really should. Mm-hmm. And I think those are just some of the challenges that are that have been faced. You know, Anthon, there was um, there was a community that I remember in the 80s that was specifically um, developed for blind people in Pretoria. And the entire community and supporting businesses around that community knew and understood that this particular community here um, mostly is blind. And therefore, the entire area supported things like transport, how you walk in the street, when you get to the shop, how do you get to support that person, the police station, the hospital, and so on and so on. Is that sort of what is required to to be more aware and, 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 and understand that the needs need to be supported by more than just lip service as, as communities? It's a good question. I mean, I would like to answer that as a society, we should be evolved enough to say, no, mm. that isn't required. We don't have to put 
mm. people living with disabilities into a, special, like a sheltered mm. environment for them to thrive. They should be able to thrive, you know, within the mainstream economy, within the mainstream entrepreneurial landscape. Um, but that said, I don't think we're there yet. Mm. There's still a lot of work to be done. Let me bring in Carol Van Roy, who is running an organization called, it's a company, it's a business, it's called Red Pilot Clothing Manufacturing. It's in Cape Town and they were assisted by Ant and I'm going to bring her into the conversation now. Carol, welcome to the show. Oh, nice to be here. Thanks. It- it's such a lovely um, opportunity for us to talk to you, Carol, because we've been talking about how difficult it is um, for entrepreneurs in this country, particularly those who are disabled. Tell me about your experience. You were you found yourself disabled about 12 years ago, I believe. Yeah, about 12 years ago. And um, during this time, I lost both my legs and my sight. And... Um, yeah, and to me it was like the end of the world because mm. I couldn't see. And my background was I was working in the clothing industry as a machinist. Mm-hmm. And for me it's like everything is over. I'm not going to um, work the machine, not being able to to see or, or and that. And um, yeah, I was at the low at the, for quite uh, some time. Mm. And um, then I just thought that... Um, I want to give it a go as a blind person mm. and get people to do the work for me because I had all this knowledge and um, and I had a, a, a great love for fashion and mm. and garments and garments and all that and I just wanted to to give it a go because I, I I I didn't want to be just the recipient of a sasakarant mm. and um, yeah. You make such an interesting point that it's it's not about plugging in in the way that we want it to be, you know, close that hole, give you a grant and forget about you. You wanted to be a productive member of society, even with your disability, and you wanted opportunities. Was it, was it easy to find opportunities? It wasn't very easy, but then I, I heard about this Fatola and um, the ECB Foundation, yeah. Which um they they incubate they help um small businesses get off the ground and all that. Cause um not that I want to say anything or bad about government, mm. but they actually looking for business that is up and running already. Mm. And when I got that Fatola and all that, I was amazed at the way that they stood by us, the way they helped us, the way they. They, they sort of incubated um, our businesses. I came there with just the knowledge of how to make clothes and coming and, and all this with my two years that I completed the program and all that. I can do deals. I can, there's a lot that I've learned. I was actually, every time that we went for a workshop, I was in awe at the, 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 the the knowledge people like Anton and all that, the knowledge that they departed on us was mm. something great. It was, it, it just sets you up and um, it gives you a better sense of business. I do things differently now. Mm. I do things, um, yeah, and I employ people, me, a double amputee blind, 
a piece of pride that I put a, a bread on somebody's table mm. and all that. Mm. Yeah, that is, is, is. I mean, that sounds amazing. And Anton, tell us a bit more about this uh, Tulwana Enterprise, uh, Enterprise Program. I know it is a program by SAB Foundation. What does it hope to achieve? So the Tulwana Program has been running, well, Patel has been involved with it since 2015. Um, and as you, as you mentioned, it's funded and supported by the SAB Foundation um, who do do a lot of good work for, for disabled entrepreneurs across the country. I must just mention that they do seem to have a special focus on working and supporting people with disabilities, which is not something that I've seen a lot of. And at Fatola, what we do is that we run and manage, we've designed and conceptualized this program. It's a holistic 18-month quite intensive business acceleration program. It's not exclusively for people, persons living with disabilities. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, it's actually primarily targeted at emerging entrepreneurs. Mm. So there's a couple of kind of barriers to entry or criteria. Your business has got, has got to have been registered and operating, so we don't work with startups. Okay. Um, but by the same token, you also can't have been in, in, in operation for longer than five years because we also don't want to have businesses that have sort of been through a dozen programs already. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of sweet spot that we focus on. Um, and it's an 18-month, quite intense uh, crash course on how do, you, how do you what we call fix the holes in your bucket, how do you make sure that your systems and processes are working um, have you ever done any visualization in terms of where you want your business to go? Um, you know, things like marketing and sales strategies. And, and people are basically taken through a journey over the course of 18 months. They get access to a mentor. They get access to consulting support, brand development. And at the end of it, the idea is that we're creating more robust businesses, more sustainable businesses, and essentially businesses that can guide and create jobs. You know, the biggest mandate that we have from the client is that we actually create jobs. That is the most important thing for them. Um, and uh, that's a primary focus. And so we look for businesses that have the potential to create and employ others. And one of the other mandates is that we work with and involve um, entrepreneurs living with disabilities in the program. And that's I'm not aware of any other program nationally that um, actually encourages the sort of blending of, let's say, able-bodied mm-hmm. and and those and persons living with disabilities and puts them in the same room. Mm-hmm. You might find programs that say they're specifically for people mm-hmm. living with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And we find that the interaction mm-hmm. and the kind of you know blended mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. is amazing. For, for both able-bodied and, and people living with disabilities because it says it, 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 it breaks down stigmas. Mm-hmm. It shows a lot of, you know, able-bodied entrepreneurs that, you know, take these people seriously. Mm-hmm. They actually know what they're talking about. There's a lot of capability. And I must just say um, for Caroline, who is just on the line now, you know, Caroline's a dynamic entrepreneur, full stop. Mm-hmm. The fact that she happens to be a person living with a disability is really a footnote. 
You know, she's going to make it happen regardless. And she took the opportunity and she grew the business significantly over the course of the program. And we were actually really lucky to have it. In fact, what, I, what I'm thinking now, Anton, is that it, what a benefit it must be for an able-bodied person to be in the room with disabled people. Because even going forward, we were speaking about just small infrastructure, just basic things that you and I take for granted. If businesses could think that way naturally, imagine how much more they could grow because they would have a customer that appreciates the fact that they are considered in whatever it is that they're doing. Very good point. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, Carol, you know, th- this. you said this incubation was really um, quite quite an opportunity for you. Where is your business at the moment? You know, you're saying you're employing people. How many people are you employing? We, we, when we run um, um, a full production, it depends on what we do, then I employ almost seven people. Wow. And it's, it's, a, it's next to my house. It's a garage that, um, yeah, I live in Dallas and all that. And, um, yeah, and <laughs> through all the successes, I'm moving. I'm actually moving to a better area. Wow. In all this, yeah, it's been a life-changing journey for me, and um, yeah, and um, it's really and the people that I work with and all that, and I encourage them to start their own businesses, and um, yeah, because I love, I love what I do, mm. and I go, I feel that. Uh, at night, I can sleep satisfied. Oh, I feel I've, I've achieved something. And yeah, because there's more to us disabled people. Mm. We don't want people to look at our mm. disabilities. We want people to look at our abilities and what we can do. So, yeah. Let, let me also ask you, you know, on a personal note, Carol, you were able-bodied. You found yourself now disabled. What have you learned through your lived experience that you didn't know before as now a disabled person and you wish all of us knew? This is like when somebody comes to visit you, they don't come to visit your legs or your sight or your what they, it's your heart. Mm. And um, to me, it's like um, I'm still the same person. Mm. Yes, I've had a few losses and all that. And I'm not going to connect, uh, cry about that and, and do a, don't know too much on that because, um, yeah, that, oh, I don't know what they can say. And, and in encouragement to disabled people, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You can do everything and anything that you want to. And, um, yeah, don't let your disability stop you and all that. And sometimes I feel a little bit more privileged because, um, when people see that you're disabled and all that and they want to help you. And so sometimes I use it to my advantage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love the anecdote. Carol, what has COVID-19 done for your business? COVID was a little bit we were busy with masks for the SSB Foundation. And um, yeah, to me, actually, I can say that... um, COVID was a very tough time for business and all that. But for me, it was a very good time also because the mask kept me going. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and um, for for my, my people that worked here and all that, we, we the work came in drips and drips, but it, it 
that was sufficient. Mm. And I explained to the people, yes, that um, we're going to do this, we're going to get through this COVID and, and all that. And it was just amazing. And it was a, a, a sad year, but for me, business-wise, it wasn't a bad year. And then what makes a great entrepreneur? I know that you mentioned that, you know, um, you, for instance, see Carol as an, an outstanding entrepreneur, either way, disabled or not. What in your books makes an, an entrepreneur that's going to thrive? Sure. How long have we got here? Um, <laughs> All day. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Um, I mean, if I could try and be concise about it, I think... Um, Certainly, we all know that one of the first things that people will say when you ask what makes a good entrepreneur is is resilience and a willingness to not give up. And I think that Carol is a wonderful example of that. You know, uh, for most of us who faced the challenges that she faced, being able-bodied, having a job, and then getting sick and ending up in a wheelchair, um, I think 99.9% of people would have said, right, that's me, I'm going to just kind of, like yeah. waste away somewhere yeah. and not and 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 level for grant or whatever and mm. you know Carol said no that's not going to be my story and she rewrote her own story so certainly resilience tenacity um, I think also a willingness to learn and a willingness to constantly be challenged and constantly be uh, open to taking on new ways of doing things taking on new new styles and and suggestions and advice that you get and you know that's why in our program in the Tolawana program we make sure that everyone has a mentor mm-hmm. um, and the mentor's role is not to step into their business and be a sort of surrogate business partner but mm-hmm. it's actually to be there as a sounding board to guide to advise um, and to encourage and I think one of the biggest unlockers to entrepreneurial success is when you can unlock the confidence that's inherent in a person. And that's a really big focus area for us at Fatola. Mm. We recognize that if we can switch something on inside an entrepreneur, whether they're a person living with a disability, whether they're able-bodied, whether they're inexperienced or experienced, if we can switch that confidence switch on and get them to say, you know what, I can do this. I believe in myself. I've got a team behind me, and I'm going to make this happen. That's when the magic really starts. That's when you start getting incredible results. Yeah, And then is age a factor? And I ask that because you've got so many people in this country who've been written off, right, by corporates, by, you know, many people, banks and so on. Post 55, they may be sitting with massive experiences, either have been retrenched or whatever the case may be, and still have a lot to give and are healthy people. Others may be disabled. It may happen to be that is age a factor sure it's a, that's also a good question i mean you kind of then have to weigh up the sort of enthusiasm and energy of youth versus the experience yeah. of age and we have you know a, a, a policy in in the tolawana program that we try and support as many youth-owned businesses as possible mm. because obviously they are the future mm. But that said, we've had some exceptional results with what one would call older, and I say that mm. in inverted commas because mm-hmm. I'm no spring chicken myself. <laughs> but yes. uh, what we would call older entrepreneurs, um, probably like in their 50s and sometimes even into their 60s, mm. 
I think it just depends on the individual. You know, if you're someone who embraces lifelong learning, and I know that our our CEO, Catherine, Catherine Weinberg, is someone who definitely ticks that box. You know, she's always said you're never too old to stop learning. And I think that's the attitude we look for, more than the age. You know, if we can see that spark and that attitude and that willingness to kind of engage, to try new things, to push yourself, then, you know, then age really does just become a number. Oh, it's been wonderful talking to you both. I want to thank you very, very much for, for talking to us, for really, I suppose, inspiring us more than anything. Carol van Roy, all the best to you. I want to give people the name of your company. It's Red Pilot Clothing Manufacturing Business. You're in Cape yes. Town. For people who are looking to do business with you, you are available to do business. And Anton Russell, thank you so much. Thank you so much for talking to us. And, and all you. the best to you as well, Anton. Thank you very much for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for, for your support as Abs- well. Absolute pleasure. Anta Russell is a strategic head and SME mentor support at Fedola Business Growth Professionals. It's 2.30. Let's go to Utsi Lesako for the latest in headlines.